Can I just say, you're a rare find. Running a brick and mortar business, raising some kiddos, and juggling all of life's offerings. Let's just be real and call you what you are. You're a rebel woman. You've put your blood, sweat, and tears in creating a storefront that lights you up, serves your clients well, and contributes significantly to the community you love. You are my hero, and I'm pretty sure we could sit down and talk shop for hours, because I get it. Hey there, I'm Melissa Rose, and I'm your visibility coach for brick-and-mortar businesses who want more clients coming into their doors. I have a passion for helping and serving those who are also living life on the edge, going for their dreams, and creating a legacy through their kick-ass business. In this podcast, we're going to share the nitty-gritty of running a successful brick-and-mortar. We're going to share stories, talk strategy, and learn practical tips that leave you inspired, empowered, and equipped to create the life of your dreams. So let's get real. And now, your host, Ms. Melissa Rose, who's such a rebel woman that she goes to bed at 8.30 p.m. so she can start kicking ass by 5 a.m. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Rebel Women Podcast. I am your host, Melissa Rose. Hello, hello. It is always so good to be here, and I just want to say a huge thank you for choosing to put me in your ears. I know you have so many choices and This is a gift to me to be able to share, and we are going to learn, empower, and equip you to take the next action you need to grow your brick-and-mortar business to create the legacy you want for your family. Before we launch into today's topic, I want to share with you an event that I have coming up. April 22nd, I am hosting another Rebel Women event. So if you are a brick-and-mortar business owner, service-based business, product business, But brick and mortar, if you are that person, I invite you to come to Rebel Women because you, my friend, do life differently. And these Rebel Women events are like nothing you've ever been to. They are entertaining, educational, and empowering. You are going to walk in and be wowed and you are going to leave going, yes, I know what I need to do next. They are so fun and they are in person. They are in person and lunch is provided. And it is here in Hudson, Wisconsin, but we also have a virtual option for people. And we've been doing virtual every time and they have been really successful. And it's a great way to network and meet other amazing women, but also get a little bit of knowledge and wisdom and leave empowered. So if that interests you, I invite you to go to MsMelissaRose.com and click on the Rebel Women tab and get your ticket for the next event, April 22nd at 12 noon Central Standard Time. Today on the podcast, we are going to dive deeper into our Make Your Business Boom series with marketing. My brick and mortar and service-based businesses that are local, we can take such advice and wisdom from our guest today because she specializes in helping us brick and mortar and local service-based businesses with our marketing, with our execution and planning. We talk very candidly about social media and the shiny object syndrome with it. It's sexy. Social media is super sexy, but it's not necessarily the best for 
all of us. And we get real nitty gritty about that. We also talk about moms and being a busy mom, juggling all the things. And Erin is just a lovely guest to share some great wisdom on that as well. She has a podcast and I encourage you to go check it out. Motherhood Merge, where she tackles all the fun and nitty gritty of having a business, raising some kids, and following your dreams. So you all, without further ado, I invite you to sit back and listen to my beautiful guest, Erin Craver. Erin, before we dive into who you are, what you do, and who you serve, tell everybody, Erin, what do you want to be when you grow up? Ooh, that is such a good question to start things off with. So um, I did grow up in Wisconsin, And uh, while I don't live there anymore, I lived there the first 18 years of my life, born and raised. And I always thought slash knew that I was going to work for the Green Bay Packers. That is all I wanted to do. I played sports my whole life. You know, we were involved in anything and everything from, you know, swimming to t-ball to later softball, volleyball, dance, I'm a national champion baton twirler, but I wanted to work for the Packers so bad all the way through. Even when I started college, um, I knew I wanted to work in sports. So, which is what I do now, although I don't work for the Green Bay Packers, I have found a home in college athletics, um, which I absolutely love. What did you want to do for the Packers? It didn't matter. You know, back when, when I was a kid, I, you know, I just wanted to work in sports, which started as, you know, I'll do anything because it would be so cool. You get to go to all the games. And then I learned in college, you know, what that really means as I started looking in and really the core way to break into professional sports is through ticket sales. Cold calling is not necessarily my favorite thing. I learned that pretty quickly. So I, you know, I had some experience doing that in college. And I just thought, Hmm, maybe not, you know, maybe I'll be a sports agent. So then I was on that kick for a while. And then I really found a home on the promotions and marketing side. Yeah. Um, I did an internship and a, a graduate assistantship in college and I just fell in love with college sports. And I also learned that even when you work for a team, you don't actually get to watch games. That's probably <laughs> the last thing you get to do. Uh, granted, there are some nice perks, But watching the game is not really something you get to do all that often. I'm kind of like the Wizard of Oz running around behind the scenes. Sure. So I learned that if I wanted to enjoy Packer games and and still love the Lambeau Field experience, I'll stick to to college athletics. So it's evolved. It has evolved. And that's evolved into your business. So tell our audience who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks. Um, So again, my name is Erin Kraber, and by day, I'm an Associate Athletic Director for Marketing for a Division I university here in Alabama, the University of Alabama at Birmingham. And I've kind of made my way across the collegiate landscape working at a variety of different institutions. And my specialty really is marketing and branding. Through the pandemic, you know, that concept has really hit local businesses really hard. Um, it's been hard for them to, to stay afloat and to be able to manage all the things when they're worried about how to keep their doors open. So I learned that I have a true, you know, kind of a gift and a superpower for taking those marketing and branding and, you know, driving traffic methods that we use in athletics and helping local businesses to really take a few of those concepts and and make things happen for them in their local businesses. So that's what I'm really passionate about is taking those marketing tools, those community engagement pieces that we use in athletics and helping local business owners translate those into simple things that they can do 
to really cut the overwhelm of marketing. Marketing means so many different things to so many different people. I mean, even what I do, I mean, it's hard to explain to even my parents, you know, they understand that I'm a director of marketing, but they see me running around on the sidelines or they see me posting to social media or they'll see an ad campaign that I've had a hand in. So it really means a lot of different things and it can be really, really overwhelming. But I learned for me that that comes easy. So I love being able to, to work with those local business owners like my dad and like my aunt who run brick and mortars in my hometown and to help them through some of these things with just a few tips and tricks here and there. So that's what I'm really passionate about doing. Also mom to two girls. My daughters are 11 and seven and I have a fantastic husband and we've been living the good life here in Birmingham, Alabama for the last five years. It's hard to believe it's been five years since we made our big move from the Midwest to the South. So we are, are loving that and loving the community here that we get to engage with. When you reached out to me, you mentioned that college sports does an outstanding job of marketing to their people. Could you give us one mistake or one oversight that brick and mortars are missing? One thing that you see all the time that would be just such a game changer for them? Sure. That's a really great question. And I think it's hard for me to pinpoint just one. I definitely believe that we kind of have a leg up in college sports for a couple of reasons. One is that we never run out of stories to tell between the 300 plus student athletes to our coaches. You know, we kind of have a huge pool to draw from. So we never run out of things to say. If I'm in your community, you may not love football. You may not love basketball. You may not even love the the institution. You may not have any tie. But what you might love is the story that I'm going to tell you about one of our women's basketball student athletes who has battled bullying. You know, that might resonate with you. Or uh, we have a student athlete who is a fantastic vocalist and he's out there doing his thing on the side and we have him sing the national anthem. You might fall in love with his talent outside of the sport he plays. Yeah. So I think that's what kind of, that's the background and why I think we really have that leg up is the, the storytelling. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, you know, I really think that local businesses can really benefit from that storytelling piece. Mm-hmm. And I don't even mean about the business. I mean about you as the business owner to peel back that curtain a little bit and try to find those nuggets, those pieces of your story that are going to resonate with someone who maybe even isn't in the market for what you sell or what you do, but how you can create that genuine connection and then how you can build that into your your community engagement strategy. You're part of the local community and that's a big piece of what we do. Exactly. Brick and mortars. I hope you're hearing this because what I'm hearing is so many people think marketing is social media and we're going to talk about that, but sharing the story and the story just isn't about you. It just isn't about your business. You can share the story of clients that you've had. You can share stories of your team members and peel back the layer there of them. And it's a ripple effect. And just trying to share different aspects. For some of my business owners, they're going to breathe a breath of air because they don't want to talk about themselves. They just want to do what they're good at. Just let me teach dance or just let me bake bread. I don't want to talk about myself. So this gives you the permission to, okay, talk about how you make that bread or talk about Susie who is back there washing dishes and how she shows up and what she does and her, you know, and how she's such an 
pivotal part of the business and grows that. So I love what you said about sharing the story because I was just talking to a group of business owners that they struggle with showing up authentically. And sometimes when you can take the spotlight off yourself and put it on your other people around you and in your team and everything, it reflects back to you in, in a better way, bigger way. Talk about social media a little bit. How much time do we have? Um, right. You know, I, what you said um, is actually one of the things that I think a lot of people fall into the trap and me included um, sometimes is that there was a whole variety of ways that advertisers and business owners marketed to people well before social media came along. It is not the only way to market your business. It is not the definition of marketing. It is a component to a really great marketing strategy. I think there are a lot of amazing benefits to social media, but it doesn't have to have all the pressure. I think that there's a lot of pressure around how to show up well on social media and how to engage with an audience. And, you know, it just doesn't have to be that overwhelming if you you break it down and stick to what you're good at. Mm -hmm. Because there are so many platforms, one of the things that I really preach to to my staff and peers across the country is that we don't have to be on everything all the time. We really want to stick to the platforms that are going to serve us the best and that are going to translate to how we want to tell our story or how we want our fans to engage. We don't necessarily need to be on the latest and greatest all the time. We do really well in Facebook and we do really well to a completely different demographic on Instagram. So it's just a matter of, you know, for us is understanding what our message is and, and what we want the ultimate action to be. You know, people aren't buying tickets from us on Instagram. They might be uh, recognizing our brand and engaging with our brand just by saying, oh, you know, congratulations on that big win or the popcorn was terrible, or this partnership is awesome. Thanks for doing that. Um, but they're not buying tickets, which ultimately we need to sell tickets. That's how we generate revenue. So Facebook does allow for that a little bit. But when you're starting out or you know, you're know you a, a brick and mortar business with a smaller budget, you know, I want to encourage um, those of you listening that you know don't get too caught up in the social media rabbit hole. And, and I mean that very seriously. You could spend all day trying to understand algorithms and the latest and greatest, but just by showing up, just by telling your story, social media is amazing for storytelling. You know, get that engagement. You got to start somewhere. Um, if you, if you really want to be on social media and you think that's going to work well for you, then by all means dig in. But if you find it's not working, don't, you don't have to force it. You know, don't, don't let the pressure get to you and don't let it be overwhelming. Exactly. I could not agree more. So many of my clients come in and that's what they want. They want to grow these Instagram numbers or they want to grow their following. And I always push back with why. And then they think, well, then they're validated as a person or as a business. And I call BS on that because it really doesn't matter. I have a very small following on Instagram, but they are engaged and they are supportive and they're there. My podcast is my thing. And stick to what you're good at. You don't have to do everything. I love what you said there pick one thing and find what you're good at because then your true self, your true authentic, real relational self is going to come through. And that's what people are drawn to. Find something that you love to do so that you can then show up consistently. And maybe that's a podcast or maybe it's guesting on a podcast or maybe it's writing or maybe it is going live. 
but whatever it is, stick to it, find something that you love. So it's easier to stick to it and be consistent because that's the name of the game is that consistency factor. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's key to remember too, and and I don't have the latest data in front of me, but at one point I think it was, you know, only 5% of your audience sees your Mm -hmm. social media posts on any given day. Mm -hmm. So all that stress and all that worry for 5% of your audience yeah. And an audience is the key word. You know, you can build as many followers as you want, but are they your actual audience? It's, you know, it's really hard to tell on social media. You know, if you keep that in mind that you want to build the audience and not necessarily the follower numbers, I think that takes some of the pressure off. Absolutely. Absolutely. I also say that when somebody wants to go live or you do lives, I'm like, calm down. Not that many people are watching you. So just get out there and do it. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about your business. Who is your ideal client and how do you best serve them? Like, how do you help them? You know, there's a couple different things that I'm really passionate about. And one of them is supporting women business owners who might have a story similar to mine where they're managing kids at home and, and family, and they're really good at something. And they've built a business around that. Maybe it's a bakery or a realtor or a dance studio. They want to be busy working in their business and not necessarily on their business. You know, they want to be baking. They want to be teaching. They want to be selling houses. Um, And that's where I come in because, again, for me, the, the driving traffic, the customer engagement, the building out that strategy for a really good customer experience comes very natural to me. It's taken exactly from, you know, what I've been doing for the past 15 years in my corporate career. And I want to make that process as easy to understand and as simple to um, engage with as possible. So I love working with local business owners who are women who want to be successful and are doing great things, but maybe just need that little extra, uh, maybe some outside eyes or maybe a fresh perspective who can lay out a calendar and help them really identify who they're going after, how they're going to do it, and help them through that process. So you have a podcast. I do. I love it. I took the big leap. Again, talk about storytelling and peeling back that curtain. And it is awkward. Um, It is uncomfortable sometimes, but I took that leap and launched my podcast called Motherhood Merged on January 21st. So one twenty one twenty one is when it went live. And, you know, really, I'm doing it messy. I'm just going to be totally honest. I am a perfectionist recovering perfection. (laughs) So for me to tackle the podcast world has been so much fun and and given me so much energy. So I talk about three key things on my podcast. Uh, Mom life is a big one. It's called motherhood merged. So of course, mom life is in there. The second piece is, is business, you know, marketing and growth tips. And then the third is personal brand. So I'm talking to the women out there who are trying to merge it all together. You're an industry leader, you're a business owner, you're a mom. Let's all just hang out in a community and, and help each other grow. Congrats on the podcast. That's a big deal. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. In your business, in your journey as a business owner, what is a moment that you said, I can do this? I got this. You know, I have to say that it it kind of goes back pretty far for me because my dad um, is, is that person in my life who never has a doubt. Like if it's going to happen, I'm going to, you know, I can do it, which again, kind of leads into that recovering perfectionist. I think as a kid growing up and playing sports, you know, he used to say the sun always shines on you. 
you know, for everything I did, a lot of things came easy and I was very fortunate, but it also kind of built up this pressure internal. He was trying to be, you know, supportive and encouraging, but I internalize a lot of that. And I've carried that with me in almost everything I do. And I feel that that pressure to, to do things that maybe other people haven't done or to try things a different way. Um, one of my strengths is problem solving. I'm, I'm really good at seeing things a different way. And as I've gone through my corporate career, you know, kind of having his, you know, voice in the back of my head saying, the sun always shines on you. You know, if I have an idea or something that maybe no one's done before, or I haven't seen it done, or it's out there, but I don't feel like maybe it's serving me in the way I want it to, then I'm not really afraid to, to give it a try. Um, doesn't mean it always works 100% perfect all the time. So I think that that moment, you know, let's just use the podcast as an example. I've had it in my head, you know, for a while. I'm a podcast junkie. I listen to tons of shows, but I wasn't really finding maybe all the things that I wanted. And I felt like maybe there was something missing. And talking with women in, in business who, you know, we don't always have a ton of spare time. Um, you know, I, I love to read. I don't always have time to read. I don't always have time to tune in to the latest training on different things. But a podcast is so easy to digest. And it's so like yours, you know, so informative. Every time I listen to one, I just pick up a few nuggets here and there. So why not? You know, why not try it? You know, what's the worst that could happen? Nothing, nothing. There's absolutely no downside to doing that. So you know, having that voice in the back of my head that that I can do it and and the sun shines on me has really, you know, led me to to take a few leaps and, and give things a try. As a mompreneur, you're juggling all the things. So what nitty-gritty action do you have to do every day in your life, personally or professionally? You know, this may be kind of an odd response, but my husband and I, we have to review our calendars every week. So mm-hmm. Sunday is like our day. Yeah. And if we're not on the same page on Sunday, the week is a hot mess. I mean, there is no line about that. You know, our kids are at that age where they've got activities and we are luckily back in school now five days a week, softball three days a week, dance three days a week. I have events. He has a you know unusual work schedule at times. And if we don't meal plan and coordinate the pickups and the drop-offs on Sundays, it's just too stressful. So that's one way that we are in lockstep because we are a team. That's a great answer. As a mompreneur, you have given us some awesome wisdom and shared some beautiful things. Erin, thank you so much. Is there anything that you would share to another future mompreneur or somebody who's doing it right now? Any wisdom? You know, one of my pieces of advice is to break things down into small, manageable pieces. Um, I'm a pen and paper kind of girl. I have a straight spiral bound notebook and whatever pen is closest to me. (laughs) And that's how I tackle the projects that are happening. And I just keep my notebook handy. And if I think of something or want to explore something, or I'm working with a client, I just write it all down pen and paper everything at once. And then I break it down. And that is what helps me from getting that feeling of overwhelm. It helps me manage my time a little bit better. I'm a big fan of project management tools. So while I do have that pen and paper, I like to, you know, put everything into Asana. 
Um, that's one of my project management tools that I really love. It helps me keep everything organized from a, a true to-do standpoint. So I have you know a dashboard for the podcast and I have them for my social media channels and you know blog and different things that I work on. But the pen and paper really helps me get it all out and then organize it. All right. Awesome. Okay. So you have something for our listeners. Please share. I do. My whole business here is built on cutting that overwhelm and bringing out those business owners from behind the curtain. So I have 21 quick wins for 2021. So that's my one page cheat sheet of 21 different ways you can evaluate how you are marketing yourself in your business. So simple things like community engagement and telling your story, just really simple checklists that I would love for you all to check out. It's something that you can read through and take 10 minutes and say, yep, I'm doing this, or maybe no, I'm not doing that. And that's something we should look into. That's a freebie that you can download at aaronkraber.com backslash 21 for 2021. I love it. That's a great offer. I'm so grabbing that. As brick and mortar businesses, we are always looking at gaining more visibility. And I appreciate your wisdom today, Erin, in helping and sharing what you do. And ladies, if you are a brick and mortar service-based business and maybe need an audit or need somebody to give you a plan or maybe help actually execute that plan and get it together, consider checking out Erin and her work. We are going to have all her contact information in the bio. Please go listen to Motherhood Merge, her new podcast, and listen and get all the wisdom she shares. Thank you so much, Erin, for coming on. It was a joy to have you and wishing you all the best for the podcast and your business. All right, everybody. We will see you here, same time, same place next week. Have a great week. See you later. Peace. Bye-bye. Hey there, guys, real quick. If you are loving the podcast, could you do me a huge favor? Would you rate and review this podcast so other people could find it? That is the best way for people to find more about In the Nitty Gritty. Thanks so much. Peace.